Booze and books may contain boozy language and themes. Listener discretion is advised. Hey guys, Lindsay and I are back for episode 34. Woot, woot, woot. Yay! Unfortunately, we're doing it virtually because Calgary went back into lockdown phase one because um, our fellow people um, hate us. And we went in. <laughs> fellow people hate us. Yes. And we had major outbreaks again. Yes of the especially of the variant so um we decided to be on the safe side and just do it separately but together yes yes over zoom over that zoom. also doesn't seem to not hate us either so. well thankfully yeah so it's not too bad but anyways <laughs> um so yeah we're back for episode 34 and yes I was going to forget what I was on anyways on 34 and we did a teen fantasy one which like Lindsay and I had mentioned the last time I think it's been since Black Witch that we've done a teen fantasy yeah it's been a while that was uh, September actually so wow it's been like what almost six months right or maybe it has been six months it is eight months yeah it's like it's going by so fast man you know so which i don't know if it's a bad thing considering the fact that we're in the climate we are right but um yeah so this is the first fan- teen fantasy for a really long time we Yay! really stuck we really stuck to the uh thrillers there for a moment i know right just trying to remember all the books we read and yeah so Mine many. is December. I think we only did one romance and then the rest were um, thrillers. Yeah. Suspense. It's been a hot minute. Intriguing. Right? Intriguing. I guess it's only really three books that we read that were thrillers. One that was a uh, romance and then December. So I guess it's not as many as I'm thinking it is but it feels like a lot (laughs) fair fair but anyways so this book that we chose is called cast in firelight by dana swift yay and the title of the podcast is the cast in firelight by maureen is that what i said Oh no. <laughs> you clearly tell is prepared for this. I was not. Shit. Okay. Um, um, of Maureen. Of Maureen. Of Maureen? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Really? Where, where did I put this? Oh, I did. Okay. So the podcast title of this episode is The Cast and Firelight of Maureen. Dun, 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 dun. You can edit up the other part. You know, <laughs> She got it. It's fine. Got I got there. it eventually. We got there. Um, so yes. So um, the wine obviously is called Marine. It's actually a new one that Lindsay and I don't think we've ever seen before. I've never seen it. Yeah. Um, it's a Canadian wine. But before we get into that, um, 
the normal stuff that we normally go over is the podcast is on Instagram, Booze and Books Up Podcast. That was a very weird turnaround on that, but we'll go with it. <laughs> um, uh, and okay, it's been a long week. Maybe had a little couple of cocktails. So maybe a little. A little I'm a little all over the place. But okay, so I'm gonna start this again. You can follow us at Booze and Books Up Podcast on Instagram. That is where you can find out where we're currently reading, currently drinking, usually beer and wine um also what books we're currently reading as well that are not just the ones that we're reading for the podcast as well if you want to follow us on our individual instagrams or uh Lindsay's is lynn.zed l-i-n-d dot s-a-i-d and mine's kristen.shu s-h-e-w so that's just our normal housekeeping and let's get into the line let's do it I've been staring at it. So. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm not like super ready to jump into this Riesling, you guys, but we'll do it anyway for the pod. Um, okay. So I guess I'll start because that's how we usually do things around here. Um, yep. So I've got a Riesling here, like I just said. Um, these are from Okanagan Valley in BC. Um and the reason I have is a 2018. Oh, very cool. So the back's got quite a bit of information. So I'm just going to read it. Uh, Moraine Winery was built on inspiration and passion, comprised of family-owned vineyards, which are situated on Naramata Bench at the heart of BC's scenic wine country. Our wines crafted by the same meticulous thirst for perfection as our business are a wine lover's fantasy. So sit back, relax, and have a taste of what our dreams are made of. You won't be disappointed. Whole bunch pressed and fermented at cool temperatures. Our 2018 Riesling is packed with aromas of citrus and green apple and light floral notes. Your palate will be electrified before this wine uh, finishes clean and leaves your mouth watering for more. Dare to pair this white next to steamed mussels in a creamy curry sauce, roasted snapper with lemon, or enjoy with a plate of fresh fruit and cheese. Ooh, that all sounds very appealing. Um, and it is rated this as a dry Riesling. So, uh, guys, I might be kind of happy about this. You guys. <laughs> I mean, I just always think Rieslings are fucking sweet as fuck, so I'm excited. Okay, let's see. Ooh, um, definitely taste or smell the apple right off the bat. Um, it's quite like, I don't know, a little bit of citrus, definitely a lot of like fruit. The green apple for sure though, is like the prominent smell in this, excuse me, sorry. Okay. Oh, color. It's a, um, as I like to say, an angelic yellow. Uh, it looks very similar to like a Chardonnay would look normally um so kind of I feel like your typical Riesling although I feel like most Rieslings are a little bit darker than this um but really pretty uh really light again definitely only smelling the green apple mostly and a bit of citrus um so I'm gonna try it hmm <laughs> maybe I won't hate this um that's good <laughs> it is very like 
refreshing, like light and like crisp. Cri- like, I know I love that word, but like, holy shit, that is how I would describe it. It is very crisp, dry for sure, like barely sweet. If anything, it's like that green apple, man, that's what you're tasting. So it's like very crisp, very like sour is not the word, um, but like, mm, like, I don't know how to describe it. Just like fruits, man. Like if you were having some really like green apples and I get like a tiny bit of like a lemon taste, but it's not lemon, obviously. Um, I don't know. It's just like overall citrus citrus in a way. Yeah. Um, Hmm. Yeah, it's really good. It's not, the thing is for me, it's not sweet. I was like ready to drink like this insanely sweet wine um, for me. Cause I don't like sweet. I much prefer dry in every aspect, but this is actually very good. Like very good green apple though, man. That's what you're tasting for sure. Out of this guy. Um, definitely meat, cheese, fresh fruit amazing with charcuterie I could see it with a charcuterie board in the summer Mm, do it yes uh and the salmon salmon for sure would be so good with this um if you're a Riesling fan and you want you are a fan of the drier Rieslings get this if you're not a Riesling fan this might sway you to become one I'm actually shocked I'm very shocked about how much I like this so uh, pleasantly surprised, very refreshing overall, really great. I'm not sad about it. Cool. That's what I got. <laughs> okay. Uh, did you want to go do the Pinot or did you want me to do one mine? Maybe you should do one. So I have some time to finish my Riesling, which I'm enjoying so much. Fair. Okay. So I will start with, um, let's go with the cliffhanger red. So mm. it's, literally called the cliffhanger red so um it's a 2018 and i'm not gonna say the first part because that's exactly what Lindsay had said the top uh big part but uh the bottom paragraph is uh the 2018 cliffhanger red is a merlot dominated wine with a smattering of malbec that was produced in or so sorry that was produced on the anastasia vineyard all after three months after a three-month bath in French oak, you are met with mouth-watering aromas of ripe cherries, smoky oak, mulberries, and a light touch of, of cassis. The tannins are soft and lovely, making this wine easy to enjoy with summer barbecue fare or simply on its own. <laughs> that sounds like my kind of red. Right? Barbecue, yes, please, or on oh its God, own. Oh, mm. mm. Okay, so let's start with the color. So it's a little lighter than our, my normal love of cabs, but it's not super light, but if I hold it up to the, the uh, somewhat light, uh, it is kind of like cranberry juice. Like, I know oh. I like to say Pinot Noir is like watered down cranberry juice. I think this is just like, looks like straight up cranberry juice. Okay. Um, the glass though, you know, the dark color but it's like not super super dark but it's still pretty dark there yeah yeah totes. yeah i feel like you definitely get that ooh, that smoky oak in there ooh. i kind of get a little bit of cherry but not a lot i actually don't know what mulberries taste like 
or smell like. So I'm not too sure on that. <laughs> mm. But it smells really good. Mm. That is very smooth. It's kind of got like a little bite to it. And I think that's where kind of like that. And it must be mulberries that are a little on like that maybe like tart side. Mulberries are a bit tart, so. And like, it's like, it's smooth and it's like, it hits you at the back, which is not unfriendly. I quite like it. Ooh. Oh, you definitely taste that like, mm-hmm. yeah, you definitely taste that. The second one is definitely a lot more tart and dry taste to it. Okay. I don't know if it tastes so much like the oak kind of like overpowers it, but you kind of get that like ripe cherry, but I think the mulberry probably kind of takes more of the cake on the dryness and stuff on this, I have to say, but you know, I don't know if it tastes too bad with like, maybe not steak, but ribs. Ooh, yeah. Might Ooh, be ribs. good with ribs, maybe. Yeah, that's fair. I was trying to think of. I was trying to think of what else you could barbecue. I'm stuck on the steak thing. But yeah, no. <laughs> this is actually pretty good. Like, I could definitely drink this as a like, um, basically just wine to just drink. Nice. I think it would be. It's a little on the lighter. Like, it's not super light, but I think it's light enough that if I wanted to drink it not on a warm summer night, but like kind of on like that chilly, not super chilly summer night. Yeah, yeah. I feel Lean that. into fall. I think this would be a really good one. Nice. You can sit outside, but you might want to wear like a sweater, but you yeah. really like the outside. That's mm. the weather I'm thinking of. Okay, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But yeah, every time I smell it, I'm starting to get more cherry on it. Mm-hmm. 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 see now the third time I taste it, I taste more cherry I don't know what's up <laughs> I taste everything <laughs> I mean fair it's kind of like a surprise in each taste to be mm-hmm. honest so I quite like it nice. it's not the best one I've had so far this year that cab from uh, Dreaming Tree last uh, oh, month was yeah pretty awesome this year so far but I, this is like a solid like eight okay that's good that's positive yeah what's your score we forgot to do yours what's yours on the reasoning um am i comparing it like usually i'll compare it to other rieslings so like okay if it's compared to other rieslings 10 out of 10 um 12 out of 10 if it's compared to like other white wines I would normally drink or wines in general I would normally drink um like I have my other favorites that I still go to but like let's stick with white I would put it at like a 7.5 like I would definitely not not shy away from it um but in comparison to other Rieslings comparison to like even other like Pinot Grigio or like Cabs uh, or um, 
Sauvignon Blanc, I mean, sorry. Um, I would probably put it like a 8.5. Like it's really good. It's really refreshing. Yeah. I'm a fan. I think we have to do a new category besides like what would you just rate it be past your like other wines? Would it be a wine that you, what's the chance of you buying it yourself or like loving to drink it again if someone else bought it for you when you went over to their house and you were like, and they're like, I'll give you some wine. And you're like, sure. And then they pull it out. Like I would for sure be like, yeah, for sure. I love this wine. Like it's decent. Like not decent. It's like a good wine. Um, but it might not I necessarily really, be one by it. Like, I don't know, to be honest, the, the price point of it. So it's 24. Um, mm-hmm the price point of it I don't think I would rather put my money towards like bread and butter or la crema or um other white wines that I prefer and know I enjoy more um however I do have to say I like that it's kind of like sour is not the word but like the citrus and the apple really make it like like literally sweet is not the word I would describe it and I like that so is I mean, it tart at all? Tart. That is the word. That is the word. It is very tart. Not very. It's like perfect amount of tart. And hmm. I'm not like, I like sweets here and there, but I'm not a sweet person. So for, I think particular days, I could see myself being like, fuck, I want that Riesling. So maybe I'd go out and buy it. I would certainly welcome someone else getting it for me is like, or giving it to me. So um, like from what I normally have, like this is my top Riesling so if someone was like hey I feel like drinking Riesling tonight I would buy this and if they hate it well it's too fucking bad because I like it <laughs> and you're like sweet done ball right <laughs> love it well I'll just drink that all myself right I'm like yeah okay sounds great <laughs> for mine I would definitely welcome it if someone had it at their house and they're like well what wine of the wines I have do you want to like drink or open um would I buy it myself for the price point no okay again yeah because it's in the 20s and like let's be honest people I bring up Costco all the time yeah there's a lot of fucking good wine (laughs) red wines too is true that are under 20 dollars there so true and if i'm gonna go for a red that like you know this one's also twist cap that like i might just want to drink here and there yeah my go-to seems to be like whatchamacallit yeah that what that red that we had like last year but like it's joey's like this like restaurant in canada specifically like where we used to go all the time (laughs) they're like one of their house reds and like, I actually really quite like it as just like a chill wine, right? So that, and that's under 20 bucks. So like yeah. between the two, I think what you would call it is a little bit better and it's got a better price point if I'm buying it from an actual liquor store, which that's, are usually more pricey anyways. That's super fair, honestly. So probably wouldn't buy it myself again, but if I knew... Well, I guess if circumstances change where I was like going to someone's house and like someone was like, they wanted like a certain type of bread to try and they like the region. Okay. Yeah. Maybe that's fair. maybe I'd buy it under that, but it probably wouldn't be the first thing I would think of. 
Okay. So. Yeah. Yeah. Did you finish your uh, glass? I did. did you it, chug was, it? it was pretty. I didn't chug it. Like I enjoyed it at a normal pace. <laughs> That's good. Um, I guess I'll move on so, to the Pinot. So this is a Pinot Noir from 2018. Um, the first part of the back is the exact same. So uh, the second part though is different. So Fruit was exclusively grown on our Naramata Bench Sophia Estate Vineyard, a classic representation of clone 777 Pinot Noir that has been cultivated and cared for with white gloves. Hand harvesting and fermenting whole berry with the cap being punched down by hand has ensured gentle, tan gentle tannin extraction and maximum flavor. Heady aromas of violet, Rainier cherries, Rainier, Rainier? Rania cherries, old fashioned rose petals, and just a touch of toasty oak make this memorable and enjoyable wine to share with family and friends. Um, okay. Just seeing violet is kind of weird and rose petals. Uh, I do have to say those are a little weird. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like kind of curious. Sounds like a perfume in a way. Right? So this is like, the color is very similar to what you'd expect from a Pinot Noir, like watered down cranberry juice. Actually, it is, I shouldn't say watered down cranberry juice. It's very cranberry juice color. It's when you get to like the sides, it looks a little bit watery, but it's like pretty blood looking. Like it looks like blood, just not as like thick. Um, huh. Yeah, um, like a very true ruby red, like a light ruby. Um, smelling it cherries man that's all I smell um little oaky smell at the back of like the aroma I apologize I'm like stuffed up for whatever reason so I like feel like I can't fully smell like I normally can not that I, even if I can but um so I've been in Ryan's face get him the smell <laughs> he gone I'm alone yeah outside um <laughs> i smell cherries that's pretty much it um so i'm gonna try it i don't smell violet or rose actually no nah, i don't really smell any rose petals which is kind of weird okay i'll just try it uh, i wonder if you're supposed to smell the rose or rose petals or if you're supposed to just kind of like get their aroma when you taste it oh i taste the rose <laughs> like insane and the violet like so much so much and the cherries like the first thing I thought as soon as I tasted it this is spicy like it tastes hmm. spicy if that makes any sense at all um I'm intrigued cow, the Ramier cherries I feel like I'm saying it wrong but um uh you taste those a lot um so it's almost like a very sweet cherry so not like your typical normal like cherries you get at the grocery store and I forget what they're called not maraschino obviously but like the other kind um it's a different kind of cherry but you like it almost tastes like artificial cherry which I hate that flavor um but less sweet um but holy cow the rose like you taste the rose petals like if you've ever like had that like you know when you, like spritz a rose smelling like face spray or something like that and it's you can kind of like taste it, taste it. Yes, yeah that is what I taste 100 percent like so weird so weird hmm. um 
it's different spicy is all I can describe it as like I would eat this with you know what I could see it with like a peppercorn steak or with um like I'm trying to think like a, a heavy pasta like uh ar- 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 no no oh. um like uh arabiata so like a kind of like those ones that are a bit spicy like the red sauce um mm. like that I could see um with like a bolognese oh that'd be delicious yes for sure yeah. like sp- with spaghetti yeah um it's different like I've never had a white a wine taste like this before like I can't like it's very different it tastes very like bougie um because of the rose petals in it bougie that's a good one (laughs) like it um it tastes like something like someone was like I want this I have this wine and I want to make it spicy and floral and I want like people to like it because it's different is kind of how I feel like this came about um do I like it I don't know like I it's not heavy it's light um but I really don't know. It's a hard question. I'm not like the biggest fan of it. Um, I like that it's different. I always love different things. That's great. I just, for what I'm trying to accomplish today in my outdoor patio setting, this is not the vibe. Uh, Definitely a dinner wine. Like I really want to now make a really heavy pasta and drink this with it. Um, So maybe I'll save it for that. Uh, this guy was like $35. Um, definitely one of the more expensive wines I've ever purchased in general. Um, so I feel like that's why I'm like, oh, it's bougie. Cause it's different. I feel like it's a different wine. It's cool. I think it'd be cool to be like, Hey, you should really try this. If you like Pinot Noirs, yeah. like it's different. Um, I just don't know if I can have more than one glass of this. So uh, definitely not my favorite Pinot Noir. I, I, I think it's a special occasion Pinot Noir, and I think it's different. Is all I can describe it as. I would give it maybe like a six point five or seven in terms of overall deliciousness. And what was the question you asked like before? <laughs> I forgot it already. <laughs> um, well, I said like. I guess it's two questions oh. in a way, but it's like, would you ever buy it yourself mm. if you're like heading somewhere just for no. yourself? No. Or, and I guess the second question is, <laughs> if, someone, if you went to your friend's house, it's like, sometimes you go to a friend's house and they're like, Hey, like I have some wines, like which one do you want or whatever? Right. Especially if they don't really drink red wine, you're like, or whatever kind of thing and you're like yeah sure like I'll try that one or yeah oh I know that one I'll totally have that I like I feel like if I if someone offered it to me or was like here's a bunch of pinots which do you want I would have to be like depends if I'm there to like have a couple glasses and I'm like not driving home um not gonna pick this wine if I'm there to have a, a casual glass of wine totally pick this wine I'll have one glass and that's all I can really handle of it um and enjoy it uh but definitely not buying it for myself I will not spend this kind of money on something that I will probably not drink the rest of uh it'll probably go bad before I uh and stale before I finish the bottle is kind of where I'm at with it so um not bad just different uh prefer the Riesling 
which is weird. Um, so yeah, just a different wine. I mean, I would say if anyone can, if anyone is a Pinot Noir like lover or in, they enjoy Pinot Noir, I'd say if like if you have the opportunity, try it because it's really different. But um, I would not say like go out and buy this unless you want like that's everything I've just described sounds exactly like the thing you are looking for. Um, so yeah, that's where I'm at. I'm intrigued by everything you just said. I know, said. I know, right? It's it's so different. I don't know how to like really convey this, but um, yeah. I definitely thought you were going to say you liked it. Uh, <laughs> After like going down like a 10 minute description of it, I was like, she's going to say she likes it. And then you're like, I would not buy it. No, I would not spend my money. It's, it's more the money, honestly. No, even if it was, honestly, even if it was a $15 bottle of one, I wouldn't buy it again. I would not spend my money on it. Absolutely not. That's um, fair. Yeah. So sorry, Maureen, uh, your expensive bottle of Pinot Noir is not my cup of tea. Maybe I just like really cheap, disgusting wine. No, I'm kidding. Um, but your Riesling hits it out of the park for me. So I call it a success either way. Nice. So my second bottle is the Meritage and it's a 2017. So um, again, I'm not going to read the top part. So the second half is it was exclusively grown on our uh, Naramata Beach, Sophia Estate Vineyard. Only the finest reserve lots of Merlot, Cab Cabernet Franc, and Malbec have been used in the blending of our 2017 Meritage. The final cuvee was bottled unfined and unfiltered after being aged for 20 months in fine French oak barrels. Although this was, uh, sorry. Although this stunning wine is approachable now, this is truly a wine that will reward those with patience to sell it for about 10 years. Okay, so I have not done that. It's a buy and drink it situation. <laughs> Honestly, I do have to say when I see Canadian wines, this is going to sound really bad. My first thought is not, oh, totally keep that wine and like, lock that shit down <laughs> fair for a while so no but i guess if you really like it and you buy it from the vineyard i don't know i feel like buying wine from liquor stores you don't think to buy it and then keep it on your shelf yeah so true the only one i've ever done that with ever that has lasted Costco doesn't count because I usually stockpile that for like <laughs> as I go in between for weeks. Anyways, that's the that's point. But like the one that I've kept for probably a couple of years was when did we go to Vegas for your bachelorette? 2018? Um, 2018, yes, ma'am. All right. 2018, September, I bought a bottle in Vegas our first night and I still have it. You do? It's like, it's called the little black dress. Oh yeah. And I've had that, like I did drink it that weekend. I've had it forever. And it's, I don't know. I brought it back home. Cause I was like, for some reason I, we didn't drink it in Vegas. Well, I don't think anyone we were in Vegas with really loves red wine. But <laughs> for some reason I didn't drink it down there. But so I didn't have it, brought it home. And then I just like, was like, well, I felt like it was like a special occasion kind of wine for some weird reason. I latched on to that. I think it was called Little Black Dress and it just appealed to me and it was a Cabernet. Fair. I think it's a 2016. 
still have it. I was going to have it on my 30th, which was like a month ago. Well, yeah. less than a month ago. What? But then my parents aren't here. So I was like, well, my dad's been intrigued to see how this wine tastes. So yeah, that's fair. I'm keeping it until they get home. Nice. But, so now I feel like I have to wait for another special moment when they get home probably not i'm 30 now we're drinking that bitch thanks that is only bottle for some weird fucking reason i'm pretty sure if anyone bought that bottle (laughs) probably would have drank it already (laughs) but i had grand plans i'm pretty sure i've mentioned this in one of our earlier podcasts too fair from that year about how i was gonna like drink it with like my then boyfriend and all that stuff once changed to 30 birthday Shit. did not happen either <laughs> but yeah anyways that wine i have kept for like what 2018 to 2021 that's like like well not four years like three and a half oh damn roughly. yeah ballpark so i'm almost to the five ten year mark well five mark holy cow dude that's crazy for that one nice. so yeah i don't know and that one's a screw top too. Oh, fair. Wait, yeah. No, is it? No, it's not. It's not. Never mind. <laughs> I don't not, know. Screw tops not. to me don't seem like good. I don't know. That's not fair. Okay. I went off on tangent. Don't know that's, why. <laughs> that's okay. I don't know. I've just never seen the five to ten year thing on the balls that we've ever picked up. So I was Yeah, that's fair. Not shocked by that. Anyways, okay. This wine. Okay, so. It's not smelling super great. Oh, right, the color. It is really, really dark. Nice. Even holding up to the light, I can't see through it. Oh, shit. Uh, okay, if you hold in a certain spot against the light, you can kind of see the through the top part of it, the bottom a little bit, no. So it's super dark, which makes sense for Cabernet Franc, Merlots, and Malbacs all mixed together. I can see that, but it's like a super, super deep, thick blood red kind of uh, feel okay, going on. Yeah, fair. The smell is very. What's that like? Bear. It's not blackberry. It's that other one that like I can never remember. That smells like it smells tart. Oh close to like sweaty socks i know what you mean i don't remember what it's called though current yes current smells like current yes okay weird ew i hate that (laughs) that's like maybe some cherries in there but honestly i can't get past that like tart currenty kind of like oak branchy smell that's fair. That's Slightly fair. sweaty sock. Ew. That's gross as fuck. <laughs> mm. Tastes a little bit better. I taste more cherry. Okay. It's pretty smooth. Well, it like kind of hits you with the flavor and then it like smooths out as it goes down. So kind of like the opposite of what we normally feel. Okay. Um. definitely tastes like cherry kind of like essence 
I don't really taste the current or whatever that taste is as much tasting it still there it's pretty dominant still but I think you get more of a cherry fruit taste to it okay that it like balances that out a little bit more so it's it just evenly goes through your mouth okay that's fair it tastes better than it smells for sure I actually to me this is more of a hang around drinking kind of wine. Oh, okay. Interesting. Interesting. So minus the smell, I would also give it an eight. Okay. I like I it. I would buy it myself because like you said, this is the most expensive bottle I bought. Yes. So I actually looked up the picture that I sent you. So your Pinot and this one, the Meritage, are $32.99 at Crowfoot Liquor. Yes. And then your oh, there you go. And then your Riesling's $23.99. Um, 99. Yeah. Oh, sorry, $24.49. Oh. And okay. then the cliffhanger was $23.99. So oh. they're all like our two other ones <laughs> that we uh first tasted were in the 20s, like mid-20s. These ones are early like low 30s but I definitely would not pay that much money for this wine ever again fair there's so much better wine that's cheaper than that yeah that's fair honestly and like the other wine that I find better than this could be probably more expensive but it's not yeah unless I go somewhere else but yeah I definitely wouldn't pay this price again for this. I don't think it's worth the money, but I went to a friend's house and I didn't really like their other wines that they had. Depends on what else is in the selection. I would probably be like, yeah, I'll have a glass of that. Oh, sorry. Or, you know, have a bottle. Yeah, fair. Hola, stop. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> I want the puppies. Oh, man. Do you? Do you? Yes, I want all the hugs. She wants the wine is what she wants. Mm a little bit in her bowl Ryan on them. <laughs> actually I think they're like your children you're not supposed to do that <laughs> it's frowned upon you, you think <laughs> well let's stop oh, is Loki outside too yeah that's why she's barking she wants she wants Lokes to play with her oh it's because he's playing with a toy that she wants and she's like fuck you man I want that toy like tables have reversed he is now um, right so chill and like yeah and he's like no i know he is basically yeah they're so funny she's such a little ball of crazy oh my god how do we get to talking about my dogs anyway because they're adorable you know i have not met loba yet one day girl one day we can technically go for a walk socially distance. That I don't need to true. be near you. I just need to be near the dog. This, you're not wrong. You are not wrong. So this could be happening yes. in future. Yes, queen. So just, just saying. Just saying. <laughs> but yeah, back to the wine. Um, yes. Yeah, I don't know. It's not the most worst wine we've had, but I've had better wines. Okay, that's fair. I get that. Mm-hmm. I'll 
Well, I usually don't let wine go bad unless it's barefoot or that ugly, ugly casing one that was at Gilmay. But this one, <laughs> I will probably, these two I'll probably drink at some point. But it might be, like you said, like a glass here and there. I don't oh, think yeah. there'll be like wines I'll like drink in one go. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that concludes the wine segment. Nice. Now onto the book. Okay. I'm excited. Let's do it. <laughs> do you like? Do you like it? Uh, I definitely didn't like it as much as you did. I can tell. I just want to see where it goes. I'm intrigued. Like to, in the second book. Yeah. I guess I don't know. Like. It was okay. I didn't hate it for sure. Like, honestly, when I started reading it, I was like fully expecting me to like hate it. Um, but I really liked their like personal storyline. I wasn't a big fan of like the fantasy portion of it. Oh, I'm sorry, everybody. Lola, go away. Like, what do you mean the fantasy side of it? Like, I didn't really like the like I, I didn't become the magic part in the magic part yeah I liked the part I liked was their like love how they story. were fooling each other and their yeah their love story and how like like they both thought they were tricking the well I mean um one was but like I just liked the like sneaky part of it and like this the personal story part of it and like how they were engaged and then he knows everything but she's like hi they're both hiding who they actually are to one another and like I liked that portion of it I just really did not become invested in her whole like um like the whole like magic part where they have to like they can learn one of the seven colors or learn all of the seven or nine nine colors fuck there's so many probably nine um like it is that, nine. okay there we go and I was just like that part didn't interest me honestly I just didn't like get into that part so I was kind of like oh okay like there's I liked how she I liked her character at Audra Adra 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 I actually don't know didn't you listen to it I did well no I didn't Ooh, fun, oh, fun fact. I did not. Um, it's not on Audible, which I found kind of surprising. So I ended up um, borrowing it through a online like library website. And um, I read it as an EPUB. And I uh, used Siri to read it to me. Um, so I haven't done that since like a while. It's been. Um, I did that last time I did that was with Sin. When we read Sin um so it's been that's over a year I know so it's been a long time so um which I'm like it was pretty great like I got through it really quickly and it was almost like listening to an audiobook but um anyway yeah so I don't know how it's pronounced I'm gonna go with what did we say Adra Adra I feel like it is but yeah and like she I don't even remember what I was saying. Oh, I liked her character a lot. Um, but, and I liked, um, I liked, oh my God, what the, f- hold on. What the fuck's his name? Jayton. 
Um, yeah, their names are kind of hard to remember, to be honest. Yeah, I liked his character too. Um, but I just like, I don't know. I just did not find myself fully immersed in it as I have been in other previous fantasy books. So that's just me though. Um, what did you think of it? I really quite liked it. Yeah. Um, like to me, I personally like Black Witch more, but oh, okay. I do have to say this is like a different kind of take on a teen fantasy yes fair book yeah so i quite liked the um tattoos signifying like their magic and all that stuff it was really hard to follow what each color meant yeah like i i remembered purple or sorry i remembered pink was like healing kind yeah. of stuff they talk about white that was a lot yeah and then like the red obviously is fire and then white's obviously snow like that winter kind of thing yeah and like i remember black was kind of like darkness and stuff the other shit i don't fucking remember that oh same same (laughs) you you bought the book though right yeah i do say yeah at the beginning beginning. yeah i like that part that i thought that was cool and like with the god that it's associated with which they don't talk about a lot until the end is what i found and I kind of wonder if she like put that in because it's like, even though it's near the end, it yeah. might be more important on the next yeah, book. That's what I'm But thinking. I like the map, but the map was kind of confusing. Oh, right. I honestly didn't go back to it. I saw it at the beginning and I never went back to it. So I forgot about the map. I went back like a couple of times and then like I, every time I went back, I, I just wanted to like kind of see. And then like, I really like <laughs> took a look to see like how close our kingdoms were. But, like, you don't really get a line to indicate which one's, like, what kingdom. Yes, true. Except for this, there's one dotted line that goes, but then that basically means, like, kind of, like, half the country is, like, well, part of the map is, like, one, like, a couple different parts, and then the other one's, like, another couple different, like, groups, too. So, it's, like, it, it was very confusing. I'm, like, the lines on the map didn't really fully make sense that's fair so, yeah super fair but um it, they could have also made a little bit bigger but enough about the map um i do have to say one of the things i didn't like about the book and that's just it's not really something to really base off a book but their whole like lying to each other was like cool at the beginning but then i was like okay guys when are we going to end this? I know. It, and kept, then, it kept going. It did. And then I felt like she wasn't angry enough. Like yeah. she was angry. But I felt like I'm one of those people that when a woman is scorned, she needs to like prolong that a little bit longer. That's fair. Like if she, she's that scorned, like, you know, don't just fall into his arms and start kissing him after he's like, I love you bullshit. Make yeah. him work for it a little bit oh, more. Start yeah. off and like make him come running after you a little bit. That's so true. It was very like, okay, cool. I forgive you. You're like, wait, like, what? Well, and like she was so like up in arms before, and I'm like, that's the prolonging, and you're like, okay, this is gonna be juicy when she finds out, and then oh, like totally, it, it was building up to that, and then all of a sudden they're like in his room, and then it kind of fizzled after that, and I was like, well. I waited this long for the situation to happen. Oh my happen. god! Same. <laughs> I was kind of hoping that it would last until like her ceremony, 
and that her ceremony would happen sooner than it did. But my plan did not work. It happened oh. a lot sooner. But either way, I also there were parts to it too. I was a bit, it was kind of hard to follow sometimes. Yeah. Like I know Black Witch is a little confusing too because there's a lot of moving parts, but hers is also like over 600 pages. Oh, right. But at least it kind of has like somewhat the same storyline. This one, like this one does too, but it's just, I don't know, for some reason it was harder for me to wrap my head around. Yeah, that's fair. That's super fair. Like the, I think learning the different types of magic, because they use it a lot more, like the people situation in the Black Witch, I don't know. I didn't really pay attention too closely, like to the different types of people, because like to me, they're just, you know, beings that were slightly different from each other and like you kind of get the sense of who they are but I don't know it just didn't phase me as much as for some reason the magic really threw me off I'm like trying to remember which one's what and then like you're trying to then their whole plan of attack and then I don't know I didn't see the whole volcano erupting situation going the way that it did yeah I kind of thought that when she like kind of died that all of a sudden she was like when the volcano was going to erupt or whatever she like oh would come alive again even though she technically did but like save the day without his help at all yes so true. or like her waking up brought the like eruption back in kind of thing oh yeah no i, I have a couple different mean. thought processes on that i like and that. i oh sorry go ahead no go ahead oh uh, i was just gonna say like towards the end i kind of just like like I was starting to get really amped up like towards the middle and like as like they were starting to figure everything out and who it actually was and like oh the part where they think it's the uncle but then she's like under the spell and she's like oh wait it's um the Maharaj the Jayton's dad future father's future father-in-law yeah and I'm like oh this is getting good oh my gosh you didn't see this coming and then like we find out it's a spell and I'm like oh that's okay um still cool really exciting and then uh um but then after that like when it went to like her dying kind of and then like all that stuff I started to dwindle from it like I was like oh okay there it goes I agree it was it was kind of like you had like little peaks of like climaxes and then they kind of like don't get me wrong I really quite enjoyed the book overall and I really can't wait for the second one to come out is it my favorite fantasy no but and like obviously we're picking apart right now but (laughs) (laughs) but all in all like it's if I was her I'd be very proud of the fact that like I oh yeah afraid such a thing but at the same time as we do um we're picking it apart and it's i don't know it felt like you had like small climaxes all over the place yeah well not all over the place but like after you hit a certain peak it's like yeah like the thing where she thought that like um uh her future father-in-law was like gonna like be be the one big bad guy yeah yeah and then like would have been a cool twist i think so too 
especially since like uh, oh but like then also having the other guy oh there's so many ways the story could have turned and it was kind of like a thriller you're guessing what's gonna happen a lot you think you know what's gonna happen and then twists come up and you're like oh okay not that one yeah like exactly. then you're like mine would have been a lot better than what it's actually been right Vic all over the place feeling I don't know I do have to say I was like quite enjoying it and I was like speeding through it because I was like okay like I think what drove me through this book too at a really high speed was me being like okay like when are we going to get past the fact that um they're pretending to not be each other yeah and then him finding out and then I'm like okay like when's the point when she's gonna fucking figure it out and get like blow up at him yeah exactly right I was like waiting for that too and then it was like after that point it was like I think I think that part happens around like a hundred and like 30 something pages left kind of thing um then kind of it was like you're just at that point reading it to see where it goes because you know there's going to be a sequel so you know you're not going to have answered so you kind of read it fast enough to see where it ends. Yes. But you're reading at a slower pace. Yeah, at the same time. Exactly. So you can kind of like get a good handle on it and like really know how it's going to like end. Yeah. Yeah. I'm... I, I liked the world she created. Like I really liked all the different like these two different I don't know how to describe them though like royal families um and I really liked like him going off to like school and training and I don't know they just lived really cool lives separate from one another and I liked Adra's like like I said before I liked her character and her backstory and um and her four story like as it was happening and I don't know. I just thought I really liked how just confident she was. And I love that she did this cool thing, like creating firelight and no one else could do it. Like I was like, that's super like badass. She was kind of like a boss, babe, badass. And I was like, yeah, she's fucking dope. So I think, yeah, I agree. Like I would have just liked to seen her give Jayton a harder time when she found out he had lied to her. Um, but I mean, at the same time, she did the same thing to him. So really, it's kind of like, well, kettle, meat, pot, you're both black. So I know. You um, Which is technically what he told her, too. Ex- yeah, exactly. So like, I, but it I makes it, it worse because he knew well, at that point. But and that's true, actually. He knew all of this and he knew she was lying and he knew he was lying and he was just like, I'll just go with it. And I would be pissed. I'd be like, you knew, but you didn't say anything. Like, you just let me carry on the charade. So, yeah, actually, he, I think, did it a little bit worse than she did. They were both in the wrong, but he made it worse because he prolonged it. Exactly. But, yeah. And, like, I agree. Like, I quite like the fact that, like, they were, like, at the beginning, they had, like, she felt inferior to him. And they kept having those, like, notes that they would pass back and forth to each other over the years and how like the last one he sent he was like winning and she was like 
kind of like asshole in her back of her brain and then um her his dad I guess and I'm not going to pronounce his name at all but um he's like telling his son all about like what she's accomplished and like how like she kind of created this or she created this like invention basically with her magic yeah and how um she's going into the underworld of her society of her kingdom and like trying to like investigate she's basically being a detective yeah of, like yeah what's happening to firelight and like all that stuff and then he was like oh shit she's actually like winning life a lot more and he's like i right? didn't even think to even try and create my own like spells or like magic kind of thing like manipulate the magic in the way i wanted to the way she had and i thought that was kind of cool because i was like yeah like have the guy just sit there scratching his head being like huh i didn't even think of that yeah right and then I thought it was also kind of cool how um, she's obviously close with her parents, like all that stuff. But like, I thought it was really cool that she hated her betrothed, her betrothal, betrothed. betrothed. Yeah. She like, well, not hated. She really didn't like him. Like she wasn't and wanted sure to be him, him, I feel. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was more of like a rivalry. Yeah. And I felt like she was maybe felt like in a way inferior to him or something like that yeah but um especially with like one not being fully casted I think yeah is what they call it um but uh where was I going with this point I have no idea dude <laughs> I felt like I had a oh yeah where she didn't really fully love him even though he was her betrothed but then she like developed like a freaking rock solid relationship like father daughter kind of relationship with his dad right so it was kind of like mentor mentee slash father figure but she also had her own dad kind of situation yeah and like he didn't have that experience because he got sent to school at an early age i thought that was kind of funny yeah that's super true i'm like how often does do you see that happen yeah 100 percent I don't know. There's a lot of aspects of this book that I really liked. And then there's aspects that I did not. But I feel like that's with everything, right? Like, you're not going to. Sure. I mean, it's very rare that you'll find a book that you love, like, all aspects of it. Which is kind of the same for me. I just, like, I feel like I just maybe wasn't ready for it to be reading it. Like, I think it was very well written. Oh, and you know what? When I started reading it, I in my mind, I was like, oh, it's probably going to be kind of like like I don't want to say juvenile because it's not but I was just like oh it's just going to be like in my mind I was like thinking oh it's going to be an easy read um I didn't think it was easy an easy read at all and I say that because I mean it wasn't like non-complex um because it was complex and I feel like you had to pay attention or you'd miss something important but also um I got really surprised when like randomly it would be like I like that they use blood as a curse word like when they'd be like oh blood in my mind I'd be like oh fuck and I'm like yes um 
but also like there was a lot of like sexual innuendos in it and like talks of like sexuality and stuff like here and there like not very like hugely but I was like oh and it would surprise me and I'd be like oh shit okay and then I would be like yeah damn um so that really caught me off guard but I liked that it caught me off guard so those parts I was just like yeah okay kept me guessing in that aspect I guess yeah yeah you know (laughs) I agree though like well I didn't think it was gonna I had a feeling it was gonna be similar to what I thought it was gonna be yeah but I don't know I didn't I hadn't like read a fantasy book in a while so it was kind of like that's fair every time I start a fantasy book it's always kind of like okay like you're you feel like you're prepping for a class yeah like okay I need to fully pay attention you know that there's going to be difficult names you know that there's going to be more complex like countries and stuff involved mostly so true. And then you know that there is going to be, um, shit. <laughs> you good? I totally lost the train of my thought. There's three things. And I'm like looking at the book cover and I'm like, what is it? Well, like you have like the different, oh yeah. So it's the names, the countries, and then like, obviously you have the magic. So then you're like trying yes. to kind of like create this like internal, like cheat sheet of yes. everything. So Sometimes I'm very tempted to write this shit down. So right? then it's like easier to go back to it. But then I'm like, hmm, that seems too nerdy <laughs> and too unnecessary. But like, honestly, like when you first start reading, for me, when I first start reading these fantasy books, I'm like, okay, like I need to really pay attention to the beginning of it. So I know, like kind of get it down or I'm like, okay, well, this is on this page so I can go back to it. Uh, so I go back to that, like forte like magic oh, ones yeah. a couple yeah. of times even though I still don't remember what most of them mean oh same same like I really only remember like four of them out of the nine fair <laughs> like I can kind of guess what some of the other colors mean but I have no fucking clue what purple means oh dude same I'd have to I, look that up yeah exactly but I do like that the option is there to look it up like not every author does that so I appreciate that. I think it's for fantasy. I feel like that's pretty key. It is hundred percent. Like having maps are very important. I think in teen fantasy. Um, and like, cause I remember reading Black Witch. I didn't have either advanced reader copies. So they didn't have the finalized map. So right. there's no map in there. And I remember reading this being like, oh, I need this map. <laughs> Because, yes. like, I'm one of those people that reads the books and then goes back. Like, I've read um, Tamara Pierce, like, so many times in my lifetime. Like, all of her series. Oh, yeah. Like, little, little mini series, especially Alana and Paige. And I still, to this day, go back to the map a lot. So I'm like, there. oh, where are they going? Go back to the map. Where is it again? Even though I looked at it two seconds ago. Where is it again? back to the map yeah so I'm, I'm very big on maps and I think some fantasy books also have like um a dictionary of the characters not I don't really see this very often but I've seen that in like at least two books where they actually had like a character like glossary in the back 
yeah of like oh, yeah. who everyone was and like the ties and stuff that they had and it's like well you technically like I never went back to that during the book but oh it's nice to know that it's there if you did exactly oh it feels like you're kind of studying getting prepared to study for something yeah but not in a bad way exactly I feel that I feel that but yeah no not quite enjoyed it I mean I'll probably read the second book because I kind of want to know what happens to the two of them I feel like you kind of have to at this point I know right you've already crossed that bridge (laughs) okay if you insist it needs to happen now yeah you're right but yeah no I mean I'm intrigued to see where it goes teen fantasies tends to lean on the three novel pinpoint yeah but I don't know if she should drag it out into three books yeah fair I feel like a second would be like good but I mean maybe she could take it a different route I don't know I don't know like now that they're together and they're like know who each other are I don't know like how peaked my interest will be going forward but uh willing to give it a try yeah I agree I think it's I'm intrigued to see where it goes and maybe after this reading a second book I'm like oh yeah I like I can see it going into a third right now I can only see it and it lasts to the second book yeah fair fair which is not bad but yeah I I'm leaning towards only having it as a two book cat but like you never know I think the second book's always kind of like shock you and you're like give me more right I was reading somewhere that it's supposed to be a duology so I feel like it's only going to be two books but you never know right yeah Uh, yeah and like just because most teen fan well like not all teen fantasy is only three books like there's like the um throne of glass and stuff like that that's more than three but like a couple of books that we've read very true very true um especially while working at chapters 13 fantasy or three novel uh, series (laughs) so true so so, i don't know i'm intrigued to see where it goes we have a year i probably would not read it again before the second one comes out yeah same i'll just kind of read the second one yeah to see where it goes like usually once you like start reading it, it'll kind of come back but yeah i definitely will pick it up when it comes out oh yeah fair 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 but yeah i don't really have much more on my thoughts uh i mean same um do you want to say what you've read (laughs) do you want to go do you want to go first sure because it's at least one book this time and guys on this episode of currently read Lindsay finally finished ready player two and i can say it was fucking great uh not as great as the first book because the first book i swear nothing will beat it but really cool if you are an 80s baby like i am 90s baby um you will fucking love it there's some great throwbacks uh awesome adventures by um the gang (laughs) from the first book um without giving too much away 
but no, really great. Like really, really good. Uh, I also could like picture it in my head, like what the sequel movie would look like. So uh, hopefully that becomes a thing, but uh, like 4.5 stars out of five. So definitely recommend it. Uh, especially if you've read the first one, you will not be disappointed. That's all I've read besides this book. Um, yeah, your turn, Kristen. <laughs> so I really need to uh, mark where I left the last time. Uh-huh. I don't think it's been a lot, but I think I mentioned enemies with benefits the last time, right? Do you kind of remember? I don't. <laughs> I'll be honest. I don't remember. Why don't I just list all the books since the last podcast? And I think I could have mentioned one of these as being in the last one, but I don't remember. We'll just go for them. That's okay. So enemies with benefits by Roxy Noir. Wrong text, right love by Claudia Bergoa. Uh, and Anything for Love by Loa St. Bill, Touch Me Not by April Baker, Hashtag Baby Machine <laughs> by Katie Ford. That one took a turn that I didn't expect it to. Love, Lacey Donovan by Jill Brashear, BF'd by Kate Astor, Lie to Me by Lillian Monroe, Fix Her Up by Tessa Bailey, and obviously this book. So in total, um, I've read 49 books. Oh my fucking goodness, dude. I mean, that's amazing. Congrats. That's crazy. Thank you. I will, I need to amp it up if I want to make it to 200 by the end of the year. Holy shit. Holy shit. I need to read more is my conclusion. That's crazy to me. So good for you Kristen thank you I have nothing else going on in my life right now (laughs) I mean I don't either but yet I still don't read (laughs) I do have to say sometimes they're like kind of like I don't I'm like "Eh, I don't really feel like it (laughs) or I'm like fair sometimes yeah I'll watch tv or something yeah because you're just like uh, it's just you don't have to hold on something yeah it's true or like look down on something you can kind of just like chill out oh so true so true but that's kind of like whatever i'd buy definitely if i have that goal for the year i need to amp it up because that's only like well, you're over I'm like fourth of the way but it's not enough so well, i mean you got the goal you, you can do it i've got so much faith in you thank you my goal for sure by the time we meet again and this podcast comes out not the specific episode, but the May one. I'm going to try to read more than oh what God. I indicated. Damn, girl. Just damn. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Shit. But it's a great way to take your mind off shit. So, like. Oh, 100%. Oh. I've got nothing to do in my life. So. Oh, me neither. This is it gets you away from thinking about this fucking lockdown pandemic it does and like if people around you like kind of like test positive and you're like freaking out going into like reading i feel takes your mind off of it a lot more than like watching tv so true pro tip from kristen 
<laughs> so, like, if you want to dive into another world or someone else's life, I think it's the better way to go for me and alcohol. Oh, yeah. That shit's great. But, yeah, no. Those two help nice. in the situation. Nice. Not saying you get drunk, but I just mean, like, you know, casually sip all you drink. Or oh, yeah. Drink responsibly, kids. Yeah, exactly. We're all adults here. Yeah, I exactly. Think. I mean, I don't know who's listening to the <laughs> podcast. But. Hopefully, some of y'all are. Hopefully, Shit. most people are over the age of eighteen. But you never know. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, that's my goal for the year. Love it and everything. But yeah, we'll see. Fair. Um. But again, if you guys want to, oh yeah, before I get into that, Lindsay and I have no fucking clue what we're going to read for the next month. (laughs) So you're um, welcome. (laughs) We're going to have to figure that out because I don't even know what genre I want to go to. Like, I feel like, man, I'm going to convince you, you know what? I really want to do a poll on our Instagram to see if people actually like vote on a book and maybe have like you choose a book and I choose a book or like two books each and like see what they choose I'm in okay because I really want to put forth a fiction book like a just regular fiction 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 yes ma'am like bear town yeah how'd you know like 15 dogs fiction Okay, but not 15 dogs. How did you know I was talking about Beartown? Or like thinking about Beartown? I mean, we're not saying I know it's like your like love. No. Oh, shit. Oh, no, I'm in trouble. (laughs) What? I just spilled wine. Oh, no. Oh, no, I'm in trouble. (laughs) Is it the red wine? Yeah. Oh, no. Where'd you spill it? On my patio. Well, at least it's outside. Yeah. Not on carpet. Well, it is on an outdoor carpet. Oh no. Then never mind. Is it a washable one? Yeah. Can oh. you like put in the maybe? Well, we'll deal with that in a couple moments. <laughs> I find if you put a lot of salt onto it and leave mm-hmm. it for a bit, it helps soak it up. Okay, thank so you. I spilled red wine all over my parents' beige duvet. Like, I mean, like a half a bottle of red wine. Oh, you didn't. And I like, I don't know where I remember getting this tip, but I just like put it on the ground, took like our container of salt, like our big thing that really? you would fill things with, and just doused it with salt. Okay. And then left it overnight. Did it actually work? Yeah. Oh, see. Guys? I maybe read into Pro- it a little bit more before you just put salt on it, but Pro- I remember putting. <laughs> I just remember putting salt in it and being like, "Oh, thank God," because otherwise we would have had to get them a new duvet. Oh shit! Cover. Whoopsie. But well, just I'm- if you want something that might work for you, well, especially I'm on do- a rug. I'm doing it. We'll see if it works. Can't hurt, right? Yeah, it's, it's outdoors too, so you can just like sweep off the. Yeah, that's you might have true. to like 
wipe it off and like do something more with it afterwards well, but I, I think it, it's like oxyclean in a way where you can like spray it on and like it should like pull it up off the, like soak it up oh interesting well I tried it so we'll see what happens <laughs> you'll have to let us know oh I will even if you time. forget to tell them you'll have to tell me <laughs> at least okay, I'm invested now <laughs> I mean I'd be sad if you weren't <laughs> but yes we have no fucking clue what we're going to read. And I know you wanted to do Bear Town, or at least I'm going to suggest something along those lines because I know you like that book. I do, but what I was actually going to suggest is a different book, but I can't remember the name of it. So I will think of it. And then I think that's only fair. And then whatever wins will win. I do have to say, it wouldn't be a horrible idea to read a fiction book like that. Right? See? Especially since I don't typically ever go towards them because they don't really spark my interest enough to read. Yes. Without a motivation to read it. Fair. That's fair. And I can't, it's also one of those books that I really shouldn't procrastinate with. Yeah. 15 Dogs is a struggle and it's just over 100 pages or under 100 pages. It was a real big struggle. Like I wanted to nap when we're reading it oh it's so boring (laughs) i know i don't i like i understand like a 600 page book i can read in six hours (laughs) like 100 pages per hour so really theoretically 15 talks is around 100 pages it should take really roughly an hour to read i mean fair girl nope that was like a four hour maybe have a couple minutes of a nap here and there it's a struggle that's pre-podcast time. <laughs> I mean, fair, super fair. But I, I don't hate the idea of potentially bringing it in as long as we don't do another self-help book. That's fine with me. I definitely don't enjoy those at I all. Don't, I don't need any right now, so that's fine. <laughs> but oh, my friend Tay is doing Mar or the Martian. Yeah, the Martian. Oh, I've actually never read it nor seen the movie. That's what I said. And I was like, I she like started bringing it up and like kind of describing it. And I was like, dude, I know what book you're talking about. And I know that it's a movie with Matt Damon in there. Cause I was yes. like, the movie came out when we were working at chapters. Yes. And I was like, so they re-promoted the book with Matt Damon's face on it. Exactly. <laughs> with his like, you know, outer space outfit on. But yeah, I was like, hmm, I know the book. <laughs> very well even though but she's she was like devouring it so she was like saying it was really good so that's like i guess sci-fi yeah it is so i mean different option for us for sure i need to expand my horizons i'm gonna like i wonder if we should say for the four books we put forth are not our standard suspense thrillers romance or teen in any way okay yeah nothing that we normally do yeah okay i'm down with it that are not self-help books because i'll i I don't want to do that regardless but i think that'll like push us to like sci-fi the standard fiction books and all that stuff put us into a different give us a little like something else from our standard shit yeah yeah 
I'll take a little research. Yeah, that's fair. But I think it'll be fun. See what we come up with. I agree. So I guess Lindsay and I will try and find these books in the next two weeks. Mm. So we can figure maybe, well, we should, if we're going to do a poll, maybe we should do it by well, 26, put it on okay. Instagram. Yeah. So then we have at least a week, a couple of days to do the poll and then figure out what books we can buy it. Yeah. That'd probably be a good idea. Sounds perfect. I don't know if any of this needs to be in the recording, but if it does make it into that, they could get that. Either way, Lindsay and I are going to do something completely different for the next month that yeah. uh, we haven't done before. And we're going to choose also books that we normally wouldn't go for either. So, yes. I'm intrigued to see what happens. So, Same. and I'm intrigued to see what all of you choose. So, yeah. I'm excited. Same. But yeah, so you'll find that once we actually do it on our podcast or our Instagram page, boozeandbooks.podcast. You also will find out what book won that poll on the same podcast and our current reads and our current alcoholic drinks. Plus, you can follow us on our personal Instagrams, lynn.z, L I N D dot S A I D, and Kristen.shu. S-H-E-W. And you can also email us if you like at boozeandbooks at gmail.com. B-O-O-O-Z-E-A-N-D-B-O-O-O-K-S at gmail.com. That's three O's on each. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I guess that's it, folks, for this month. So bye. Bye. <laughs>